You know, it's really funny whenever I realize that I am doing a theme inside of a theme that I didn't even realize. Like this was not premeditated or (laughs) preplanned, but when I was going to plan today's episode, I was looking at what we've talked about over the last two or three months, right? We'll call it the summer episodes that we have done. And oh my gosh, the theme of the summer was around selling in your content. We have talked so much about selling this summer. And don't worry, I'm going to link to all these episodes in the show notes for today. But I just wanted to recap. We've talked about how often to sell in your content, how to sell one product in your content, how to create a digital product with your backlog, and three reasons people won't buy through your content. Like, these are all really big things. And I, like I said, I did this without really seeing the common thread between all of these, which is funny because today we're talking about four keys to selling in your content. So I almost feel like if we were like piecing all of this together, like if I were to teach this inside a program or, you know, in a workshop, then this would be like the culmination of everything else that we've learned in the episodes that I just listed. So I'm super excited to talk about this today. So let's get right to it. Welcome to the Profit Podcast, where we teach you how to start, launch, and market your content with confidence. I'm your host, Crystal Profit, and I'm so excited that you're here. Thanks for hanging out with me today, because if you've been trying to figure out the world of content creation, this is the show that will help be your time-saving shortcut. So let's get right to it, shall we? All right, so like I said in the beginning, we have a lot of episodes that we've already covered a lot of the key things whenever it comes to selling in your content. And maybe you're listening to this and you're like, Crystal, I don't currently have a product. I don't have affiliates that I'm signed up for. Like I'm just getting started. Like I came here to learn how to get ready with to launch a podcast or how to do a blog or how to do a YouTube channel. And um, I'm just not quite there yet. Well, this is one of those episodes you want to bookmark for the future, but also it's one that I want you to hear these principles now as you're building out your content, as you're planning your content, as you're thinking about, well, what do I want to talk about? What kind of calls to action do I want to include? Where do I want to steer people? Because if you think about these things from the beginning, it gets a lot easier as you look back at your backlog, at the different things that you've already created, if you've already thought about them strategically and said, you know what, I'm so glad that I sent people to my website because now that I know that there's traffic going there, I can do A, B, and C to capture those leads or to get my product in front of them or to promote this affiliate launch. Like there's so many things that you can do if you set yourself up from from success, for success from the beginning with your content. So we are talking about content strategy. We're talking about selling. And I just want to make sure that you are setting yourself up for success. All right, so we're covering the four keys to selling in your content. Number one, 
And we're kind of pulling from some of the other things that we've already talked about, but I want to go a little bit deeper into them today. One of them is the first one, don't be afraid to make the ask. Now, I say that we've talked about this because this was something that came up in one of our other selling episodes, but y'all, you've got to be more confident in your calls to action. None of this timid, oh, I think if you have time, if by chance, and no, don't do that. Like I was seeing something recently with my good friend, Heather Sager. She, I, I love her emails. Make sure you're on her email list. Her podcast is also awesome. And I was looking at something she put out the other day on her Instagram. I'll link to her Instagram in the show notes. But she was talking about being afraid to make the ask and how so often today with, I don't know if it's post-pandemic stuff. I don't know if it's the like just the way that the world is today. But a lot of people are very timid in approaching selling anything, anything. They're just like, well, if I just kind of put it out there, then, um, you know, I just, people will figure it out, right? Like, I don't have to make the ask. I can kind of push them in the direction. If you are selling, like we're, we're not talking about your everyday content. We are talking about you are creating something with the primary goal to sell, in your content. You are trying to sell a digital course, a coaching program, an affiliate promotion. Like you are trying to make money, right? This is your goal and your motivation. You cannot be afraid to make the ask, to say, you know, I've laid out these benefits, you know, and that's another story where we can talk about how to set up an offer and sell something, but you have to set it up in a way where people are like, heck yes. I am ready because you've created such a killer call to action that they don't even want to say no. They're just like, oh my gosh, yes, 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 yes. This is everything that I've wanted. And so you have to craft that in a way that's going to work for you, your personality, and your content. Because one of the things that I think people do really badly, especially whenever it comes to podcasts and YouTube channels, is... They are imitating their mentors. And I've been guilty of this too. Like I'm gonna tell you straight up, there was a point in time where I was watching back one of my videos and I was like, oh my gosh, I sound just like Amy Porterfield. <laughs> it was not intentional at all. But I, it was like something about the intro, like something that I said. And I was like, oh my God, like I've done it. I've done the thing that you're not supposed to do. And I'm blatantly copying someone and I, you know, I was so cringeworthy and I just don't want that to happen to you either. So whenever I say have killer calls to action, that doesn't mean steal somebody else's idea or the way that they talk or take on a persona that is not your own. I want you to have a strategy that works best for you, but you can't be afraid to make that ask when you are trying to sell in your content. So that is key number one. Key number two, you have to allow your audience to have a seamless experience. I cannot stress this enough that you could have created the most amazing product, whether it's a book, it's a course, it's a program, it's coaching, whatever it is, the most amazing product, but someone cannot access it because you gave them the wrong URL 
or you told them the wrong website to go to, or you sent them here when you meant to send them there, or you gave them this link, but it was broken, and there's just like everything went to hell in a handbasket after that. Like, oh my gosh, I cannot stress this enough where I messed up so much in the beginning, and I still do this. I'm not, I'm like, I'm telling this to myself, I'm reminding myself I need to do this, but. You've got to double check, man, I cannot talk today, (laughs) double check all of your content and your calls to action for broken links, messed up URLs, make sure things aren't redirecting somewhere else where they don't need to go before you litter your content with links. And by litter, I mean, you put them everywhere because during a launch, I will typically add stuff to my website. I'll put it on social. I'll add it to my YouTube channel. I will put it in my emails. And it's typically one link for the whole launch. Y'all, if I get that one link wrong, it's botched. Like the whole project could be, it could sink very quickly if I screwed up this one URL. This has happened to me before where I was in the middle of a webinar presentation and I gave, I can't remember if I gave the wrong URL or if I like mistyped it on the screen, like where I was presenting it, which of course I wasn't looking at the screen. I was looking at the camera, what I'm supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be looking down the barrel of the camera. That way you're making eye contact with people. And I was just saying the link. So maybe I was saying the wrong link and then the right one was on the page. I don't know. I screwed up. I screwed up big time because I got a bunch of messages after I was finished saying that link didn't work. I went here when I was supposed to go there and I'm so confused. I don't like all of these are potential sales. And I think about a bucket that is just dripping water, right? You're just pouring all this effort, all this time, all this energy in. You're trying to fill that bucket up and there are holes everywhere in your launch strategy if you haven't QA'd, QC'd everything when you're going into a launch. So you have to allow your audience to have a seamless experience, which means you have to, and I just, I know, I'm throwing I'm throwing out acronyms. I don't wanna be that person. So if you don't know what QA, QC means, I used to work in construction. And of course we have QA, QC. It was usually, you know, the same guy. It was an engineer, somebody on our team, which that title stands for quality assurance and quality control. And I just usually use, I'm going to QA, QC things, or I'm going to QA things. And basically what that means is you are going through your experience of your launch just like you are a listener, just like you are a watcher, just like you are a reader or someone that is in your audience. You need to have this experience or better yet, have your friend, your partner, your spouse, your child, like whoever that is a, like someone that will give you honest feedback and say, hey, you know, I went to your website on my phone and this looks really funky. Like, I don't know if you meant for this thank you page to show up this way or I, like, did you know that when you click on this, it doesn't actually go anywhere? Oh my gosh, y'all, these are not things that you want to hear when you're in the middle of trying to sell something in your content. Because like I said, you could have created the most amazing product and you don't want to hear that something is screwed up 
right in the middle of a launch. So I cannot stress to you enough that you need to have a seamless experience that your audience will have when you're selling something in your content. It is so, so, so important. I think it's one of those things that you need to put like on a post-it note. (laughs) If you're about to launch something or you're in the middle of a launch, like put a post-it note that says, double check everything before we go live before these links go live, because it is so important. All right, so that is key number one and key number two. Key number three is don't assume everyone in your audience wants to buy what you're selling. I see a lot of people screw this up, and what they will do is they will talk to the small minority of their audience that will be interested. What am I talking about people that will buy? I'm talking about people that are actually interested in what they're selling. Instead of appealing to the majority of people that are consuming their content and trying to pull out the minority that would actually want to buy. So this is something, and this is uh, this ties into key number four, which we'll get into that one in a second. But I am such a big believer in making sure that there is something for everyone here on this podcast and on my YouTube channel. It's why you don't see me blatantly selling in every single piece of content. Now, I'm not saying don't sell. Okay, we talked about that at the beginning. Like, you need to sell. If you have an online business, you need to make those killer asks. You need to make sure that you are having amazing CTAs. There's a seamless experience that's happening, but don't assume that everyone's gonna buy and then be super upset if that doesn't happen. I've actually did this to myself a few times. Whenever I was growing my email list, I remember the first time I hit a thousand people on my email list, I was just like, I lost my mind. I was like, oh my God, I've hit the pinnacle. This is the highest that I've ever wanted to be. Like I was like, it was so funny because in retrospect, knowing what I know today of those 1,000 people, I eventually scrubbed my list and I took off all the cold subscribers. And I think it went down to like, You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. Maybe 600. And that wasn't even like fully engaged. Like I just, I just deleted all of the like unconfirmed, cold and unsubscribed people off my list. And it went down at 600. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So what I'm saying is, don't just assume everyone that is listening to your podcast, on your email list, following you on social, on your YouTube channel, whatever platforms you're on, don't assume that everyone wants to buy everything that you have today. Because what will happen is you will end up alienating the people that are following you now 
that could be a potential customer in six weeks or maybe six months, maybe in a year. And you don't want to do that because at the end of the day, what I see that happens very often whenever I'm turned off from people, and I'm not going to drop any names, but there are some really ugh people that I don't follow. I don't follow them. It's a man. I'll say that. I don't follow him on Instagram. I don't follow him on YouTube. I don't follow him. But his ads will stalk me on all of these platforms, and it drives me bananas because he's always selling something. He's always super douchey and everything that he does. And I just, I can't stand it because that is what he's always doing. He's always selling. He's, he like, you know, there's that mentality in the sales world of always be closing. I get that. But at the same time, it's not always be selling everything every time because he just looks like a huge douchebag. Okay, I'm just going to call it. That's what it is. That's what it is. Okay. I know I normally don't use that kind of language on here, but it's the truth. Okay. And it's, I'm on my soapbox today and it drives me nuts because I don't see any value in anything that he does. He does live events. He has books. He has podcasts. He has YouTube channels. I don't subscribe to what he does because there's no value in it. It's all about his ego. That's really what I feel like. And I just, I can't, I just don't subscribe to that. So I want you, as you look at your content and how you can sell, don't assume everyone wants to buy whatever it is that you're selling today. You want to do, and this is where we're going to bring in key number four. You don't want to ask more than you give. And I read this book several years ago and it was talking about, um, It was, I'm trying to think of the name of the book off the top of my head, and I'm going to be totally messed up. But basically, it was talking about adding value 90% of the time and then making the ask 10% of the time. And it reminds me of, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk has a book called Jab, 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 Right Hook. And it's the same concept. It's all about adding value and then making the ask because people are more likely to trust you and say, yeah, I mean, I definitely want to work with that person or I want to buy what they're selling because they've offered all of this other great value for free or for low cost. Sure, I want to purchase their other thing that is more expensive. But also for me, this goes back to just adding value and as a principle, like every single piece of content that I create, has to add value to anyone consuming it. Like this is a promise and a commitment that I've made to myself as a creator, but also to this audience that I won't be the person that's constantly selling in my content. I don't want to do that because I too have been bombarded by too many ads, too many people selling in everything that they do. And it's such a turnoff. It really is. Like I have unfollowed people that have been way too salesy that in the beginning, like as their audience grew, they were like, oh, you know, I'm not going to be spammy. I'm not going to be this. I'm not going to be that. But then as they just keep growing, it's like, oh my gosh, like, it's just selling and selling and selling. And I just stop because everything coming out of their mouth sounds like a commercial. And I don't know about y'all. This is really like a fun fact about me. I have been totally spoiled by Netflix and HBO Max, Apple Plus, like 
all of these platforms where we don't have to watch commercials anymore. Mm -mm, I'm not listening to commercials. I'm not. I don't do it. I just really don't. So when we watch like live TV, it's the most (laughs) excruciating thing because I'm like, I don't want to watch commercials. I have become this person, which is hilarious because I'm in marketing and I'm, you know, judging these marketing experts, marketing people. But oh my gosh, I, I just can't stand it. It's too much because unless it's entertaining, unless it's well thought out, I immediately go to a commercial that is about, it's a prescription commercial. Like there's so many because we watch AGT, we watch Wheel of Fortune, we watch The New Password. Oh my gosh, don't even get me started. That's a great show. If you, like you need to DVR, you need to record Password or watch it with Jimmy Fallon. It is hilarious, but it's so painful. It's so painful to watch these ads and watch these commercials. So I fast forward them. We don't watch it live. I fast forward through all of them. I don't like it. I don't like listening to commercials. But what I will do, I will still buy from people whenever they have added value before they make the ask. Those are the people that I want to learn from. Those are the people that I'm still investing in courses, I'm buying their books, I'm buying their audiobooks, I'm looking at their live events, like, I mean, uh, because they've added value. It's almost like this reciprocation of, uh, of course, I want to buy your thing. You've added so much value to me. This is my way of paying you back for all the free value that you've given to me, whether it's in my personal life or in my business. So don't ask more than you give. I cannot stress this enough. This is one of those principles that I will like die, like going fighting because of the value that I believe every single piece of content should have, whether you're selling or not. Everything that you create needs to have value to your audience. Okay, I feel like today was a soapbox one. Here we are. We've made it to the end, but I feel like so. I feel like my shoulders just relaxed a little bit. Apparently, we needed to talk about these things today, but I want to do a quick recap. So number one, Don't be afraid to make the ask. Number two, allow your audience to have a seamless experience. Number three, don't assume everyone will want to buy your product or service today. Appeal to the majority of your audience. And number four, don't ask more than you give. Again, I'm going to link to all of the other episodes that we've done recently on selling in your content. I'll link to some of the YouTube videos that we've done as well, because I think those will be super, super helpful. And I feel like we're wrapping up the selling in your content theme of the summer. But if you want to hear more content about selling, I would love to talk about it. I would love to know your specific questions. And we just recently added a fun feature to the footer of my website. So go to the show notes for today, crystalprofit.com forward slash episode 367. That's where you're gonna find everything that we just talked about. But if you scroll all the way to the bottom at the footer, you're gonna find a way for you to submit an audio question. So really fun, I have created a video all about how I use Pod Inbox. This is the platform that you're gonna be linked to if you click on, you know, submit a question to, or submit to be featured on the podcast. 
And I have a whole tutorial video if you want to go watch it on my YouTube channel. You can just type in pod inbox and type my name in or go directly to my channel. But this is a really fun thing that I want to utilize a lot more. I want to hear your questions. I want to answer them here on the podcast. So if you have other questions about selling in your content or anything else about content, please go and submit your questions. Again, the show notes for today are crystalprofit.com forward slash episode 367. But that's all I have for you. What a fun episode. What a fun way to wrap up the summer as we're all back in school and getting back to the groove of everything. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today and for hanging out with me as I went through my soapbox of selling in your content. But as always, remember, keep it up. We all have to start somewhere. 